our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Hello, Sonia. Hi, Sim. Are we ready to be a little bit messy today? Have we ever not been ready to be messy? I mean, this is true. Let's get into it. I'm ready. (laughs) So this money confession of the week is honestly, I don't know, one that a lot of people might be able to relate to. And it goes like this. Dear Sim and Sonia, I regret loaning money to someone I care about because it quickly turned into a nightmare due to them being terrible at managing money. I've been best friends with someone for 15 years. I love my best friend. We've known each other's family. And her brother often asks me to order cakes for my best friend or her anniversary because he lives overseas. I've always done this and he says that he'll transfer me the money, but he never does. A few months ago, he messaged me asking if I could send him $500 for something, in brackets he had to pay for something, and said he'd pay me back in a week. I did because he is my best friend's family and I've never heard from him after. All this while my best friend, who is traveling to India for a vacation right now, was telling me that her brother bought her gifts like dresses and shoes and designer bags for when she will reach India and has booked suites for her vacation in Bangkok. But there has been no sign of returning my money. A few days ago, he messaged me that he forgot to transfer and will send me the transfer in a week. I said, okay. And at this point, he owes me around $700 to $800 Canadian, including that stupid cake that I ordered two years ago. I would happily drop money on my best friends because she does too. Money has never been an issue between us, and we have both done a lot for each other. I would happily help out her family if they genuinely needed it, but her brother is out there buying gifts and booking vacations for her and not returning my money. This is insane. I can't tell my best friend either. Should I just cut my losses and say no for next time? Please help. Oh, this is a spicy money confession. I'm sorry, but like, what's wrong with you? You know? Who? The the guy or? Everyone involved. Like, because you're for the best friend because she's oblivious. <laughs> but I think I... I <laughs> Is she oblivious? Is she like, wait, my brother just keeps like turning up with money. Okay. 
I just want to say that I think it's cute that money is not really like an issue with you and your best friend. What would possess you to loan money to your best friend's brother? Would you do that with my brother? If my brother was like, hey, Sim, I know this is crazy. This is so random. He messages you on Insta or something. And he's like, do you have a grand like I could borrow? What would you say? See, when you say it like that, of of course the answer is like, hey, probably not. But the way it started was if your brother was like, or if my brother was like, hey, I need to buy Simran or Sonia a cake. I'm not in the country. Can you order the cake and I'll transfer you the $100? I think you'd say yes to that because I would. Because I'd be like, oh, yeah, he'll pay me back and he's not in the country. That's how it started. So this guy has been so tactical and he's just been like little bits of money. Okay, she's giving that. Now let's ask for larger and larger gifts. It's like when you have the frog in the water analogy. We're like, the frog doesn't jump out of a pan if you slowly increase the you know heat of the water and that's how the frog dies you just don't notice the small increases until you're like wait okay sure like that makes sense but as like it keeps going on and on I'm saying in general for like if you had a best friend and they had siblings that you're kind of okay with like (laughs) I feel like it comes to a point where you realize you're not being asked for birthday cake money for your best friend and you realize that you're transferring money large sums of money, $500, that's a lot of money. And someone having the audacity to like be a big spender with other people in their lives and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so rich, I'm so successful. But you don't know how they got that money. They got that money from like a loan. First of all, getting a loan from a bank, it's fine. There's a process, there's a legal process, that's cool. Getting a loan from like your sister's best friend that's something different I think we should bring shame back I completely agree like where is the financial shame to like think you know what I should not be asking someone's younger sister or my rather my own younger sister's best friend to like support me and yeah okay now when you say it I'm like (laughs) yeah that's that's messed up (laughs) (laughs) I look sims nice and she's nicer than me. No, see, I disagree. You're financially nicer. You're more giving. But to people that I like, people that I care about, people who have been in my life for ages and I want to take care of my community, not one of my best friend's brother. So you wouldn't give my brother money? I probably would not. He has not said happy <laughs> birthday to me in like 20 years, you know? <laughs> exactly. There's no relationship there. I'm sorry. Would you just give money to my brother? See, I feel like the difference is my brother's like a child and your brother is like a grown man. So for me, I'm like, you know what? Your brother's pretty responsible. Like, I I, I feel like he's he's the one that gave us rich dad, poor dad growing up. Like, I think he'd give that money. Back. Yeah. Look, I honestly, I think it's the principle as well. Like, you know that you've borrowed some money from someone. We don't know this person's financial situation, why he was borrowing money in the first place, if he does have a sob story. So we're speaking about this in very general terms. But when someone borrows money off you and you see them spending that money or you see them spending money in general, they like come home with some shopping. They come home they're like, hey, I've just bought a drone, just bought a water gun, or just <laughs> like bought like, all these random things. Like, I'm petty. Did you say drone and water gun? Because you're just trying to think of what do men buy with their money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. <laughs> what do you mean buy with their money? I know what. <laughs> it's okay, look. Funny story, it's just been Valentine's Day. And I don't know why. Okay. But I have had two friends. They're like, what should I get my partner this? And I was like, do you think that I know what to get your partner like I just didn't have anything to say Sonia's like do I look like a man to you like how am I meant to know no I think it's so hard to shop for people it's just like just tell me you're different though because you give people like registry lists you're just like this is my list of things that I want for my birthday and whatever you can afford off this list like tick it off and get it for me I started doing that after my low buy year because I had gone through the process, the extensive process of decluttering a lot of things. And so I found that if people are going to get me gifts, why not just get them, like give them a list, like wish list of things that I actually want and will use rather than getting a whole bunch of stuff. It's very strategic. It is. I love it. One thing I wanted to also touch on, because like given the context that she's mentioned that she is from India, it is kind of Indian culture or custom. Like if your family, like your sister in particular, comes over from overseas and is coming to visit, like your family hosts you quite extensively. Like they cover the cost. They take you out for dinner. They take you out for lunch. They are the ones that like if you go shopping, they'll be like, oh, no, like let me get it. You're my sister. So he knew that she was coming. So he knew that. This was just something, I'm not saying it's right or wrong that this is a custom, but like if he wanted to do that, he had time to be aware. No one books flights to India in like a day or two. So for him to like pre-plan using her best friend's money to like treat her is just so absurd. It stresses me out because this is what happens when you start learning someone money that doesn't have the decency to respect your... (laughs) boundaries like you know there's people in your life and obviously sometimes everyone needs help and you're like yeah of course and they pay Mm -hmm. you back and then that's it and then there's other people that are like oh like so you're just like my extension bank that I can just like jump into at any time and they really take advantage of you and I hate that yeah I think people underestimate how fast people take advantage of you and they see the good in you and they like will pull from you quite quickly like I think especially people who are more giving and a little bit more wanting to see the good in people I think culture is huge in this and I completely understand that 
I also understand from a cultural perspective because families are so integrated, um, even if you're not related, like how would you go about having a conversation? Because what she's already picked up that she should probably say no <laughs> next time. <laughs> but you say no and then you're still seeing this person at like different functions and stuff. I feel like there might be a little bit of tension there. There shouldn't be. I'm not saying it's right. But I think that also stops people from speaking up and like letting themselves just get walked all over because they're like, I have so many functions. My life is so integrated with this family. Like I don't want to rock the boat in that way. Do you have any advice on how to go about it? I don't think this is good advice, but this is what I would do. I would just like start being I have a feeling she hasn't been persistent and being like, hey, can I have my money back? Like to let it go on for two years about the cake and then to still give him money and like be like, okay, he owes me money for the cake, but now he's asking for another 500. It sounds like you haven't been like really pushy with like asking for it back. So maybe try like being really firm and setting like a clear boundary of like, hey, like I really need this money back. Maybe make up a reason. Like I've got this like payment coming up and I'm like 700 short because you transfer it over. And if he doesn't, then you've got to assess whether this is like just a loss that you're going to have to accept. And the next time he asks for money, just like come up with excuses or don't open the message. I don't know if I would tell my best friend, though. I think like I wouldn't want her to feel bad or feel like her like it's kind of like embarrassing. It'd be embarrassing for her to know that her brother like took her friend's money and then spent it as if he was spoiling her and I don't want to ruin or like put a weird mark on someone's relationship like that that makes sense especially because you were also telling your friend oh my gosh my brother's just been giving me gifts and like treating me and then it might just be a slap in the face knowing it was her money so I get that also what would be the point of bringing it up it's not like you expect her to pay you back you know true and it's not like she's gonna tell him off and be like don't ask my friend for money like that's not gonna work either like I think it's Something that you would tell her if it was like $10,000 and you're like, hey, your brother scammed me. Like, can you help? But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. But what would you do? Because maybe maybe you have a different opinion. If you guys have been listening to us for a while, a goal of mine, well, not a goal, just like an intention that I've set is the Bank of Sonia is closed. So this episode is like really like me putting my foot down and being defensive for you. I empathize where you're coming from, but no. You get tough love from me today. I think this person keeps asking you for money because, yeah, you're right. He hasn't been told no. You've been saying yes all this while and there hasn't been a conversation on the repayment front. So he is probably thinking, oh, she probably has extra money to give. So this is fine. Like I can take my time. Like there's no boundaries being set. I agree with you. I would do exactly the same thing that you did in terms of, yes, thank you. I like, please pay me back. And if it keeps pushing, like I wouldn't wait a month, I would hold him to the time frame that he said. He said next week, follow up. And he's like, hey, I don't know. Would you be like, hello, where's my money? I noticed that there was nothing in my bank account. <laughs> just following up. I think I would just like make a little white lie and be like, hey, I've just got this payment coming up. Like mm. a little bit of urgency doesn't hurt. Like I've just got this thing that I need and I'm 700 short. Yeah. Perfect. Otherwise, people get into weird things and they're like, oh, well, she doesn't need the money. Like, they just justify it themselves. And you saying no next time could be like, no, sorry, I have bills to pay. I have no money to give. Suddenly, you just became a lot poorer. And <laughs> it's just harder these days. Inflation's happened. It's what you have to do. 
Well, I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap this one up, but honestly, when it comes to money confessions, it is so hard because you never want to be that person that's like salty over a family friend during this close, your friend's family doing something like this to you, but I'm glad that you've got it out. I'm glad we were able to help. And hopefully for those listening, if you've ever been in this situation or if it ever comes up, you know what to do. Now, if you have a money confession that you want to submit to us, you can send us a DM or email us at hello at girlsandvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next time, Sonia. Till next time, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.